Oh, hey, what up, what up, how you doing? What is happening? Episode 18 of the Project 6 podcast. It is 12.45 a.m. Saturday night. <laughs> and I'm recording this now because, I I don't know, I feel more comfortable recording this late Saturday nights when everybody's in bed. As I discussed before. Anyway, um predictably quiet week i have i have like two news items here on my so i what i do is i set up, set up a uh a google document with with news games i've been playing and then another category and i sort of fill it out as the week goes on i get two news items here and they're both dumb uh, fuck it i was gonna skip them i'll just mention them because they're gonna take about two seconds uh, something about Just Dance sales numbers here because uh, Just Dance is still released every year. And uh, fun fact, I think this is the first year that they haven't released it on the Wii. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so this is this is the first time they haven't released it on the Wii. They've been releasing Just Dance on the regular Wii up until this year. Think about that. And then... Uh, it's it's boxed sales, which I assume are hard copies, basically the exact same as Watch Dogs Legion. So Just Dance still comes out, still sells. And then uh, I have something here about Star Citizen single player campaign missing its beta weekend or beta window, and there's no idea when it's coming. That game made like $3 million in crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, whatever. Uh, not good. Star Citizen's kind of a meme at this point, I think. Like, is that even a real game? Like, I know everybody used to talk the shit out of it, but whatever. Um, all right. But that's it for news. <laughs> Two minutes into the podcast, we're done with news. There's, like, nothing. I, I wasn't really paying attention to stuff, and there wasn't stuff to talk about anyway. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to talk about, so this is 2021. Happy New Year. We're going to talk about anticipated games for the year. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Uh, I'm still recording this on my shit computer because I emailed about my computer last Saturday and I still haven't heard back, uh, which is not great. I'm kind of irritated. I'm going to have to call on Monday after work and try to figure something out with my computer because I'm, I'm getting annoyed. I don't know what to do with it. So hopefully everything holds up and my computer doesn't shit the bed while I'm recording this. Alright. So, I went through, I made a list of games coming out this year that... So we have like my my big games that I'm looking forward to, that I'm hyped for, and then I have like sort of that next tier down games that I'm looking forward to. And then I have a couple other things to keep an eye on, but... Obviously, number one for me, my most anticipated the game of the year is God of War Ragnarok. Um, after replaying God of War in August, I and really fleshing that game out. That that's probably the best game I've ever played. It it probably beats out The Witcher Three for me. It just the game was fantastic. It was incredible, and the sequel is going to be awesome. Uh Again, this is one of those games that I'm not totally sold is going to come out 
in 2021. Um, this could be an early 2022 game, but they said 2021, so we're putting it on the list. Uh, next up is really going to be like the first, I think, the first major game to come out this year. It's Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart on the PS5. So this will this will be our first new Ratchet and Clank game since since a crack in time, right on the PS3. I know Ratchet and Clank PS4 was a thing, and that game was good, but that was a that was a reboot and a remake, so it doesn't totally count. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh, so I think this is going to be one of those games. I know. I forget who it was that mentioned it. Uh, it's been mentioned on the Giant Bombcast a couple times. You know, Ratchet and Clank is one of these games that has all these funky guns, all these funky weapons, and you can do a lot of weird stuff with them. You could do a lot of really cool stuff with the PS5 controller and those weapons in Ratchet and Clank. And and I'll be curious to see the extent that they go with that uh, because I... I expect Ratchet and Clank to feel very similar to Astro's Playroom, where they just go nuts with that controller because it's the kind of game that does that. And then I'm excited to see how the the rifts work with loading times on the PS5 because the PF, PS5's loading times are super fast, and I could totally see like you're running through one planet and then all of a sudden a rift appears and you boom you pop up in another planet, no loading screen, and you do a lot of Really cool stuff there. So I'm I'm curious to see with Ratchet and Clank how much it pushes the limits of the PS5 because I think that game's gonna make a lot of it pop. Um, they still haven't given a release date for this. Like PS5 launch window. How long is the launch window? I and I I don't know if I've said this on the podcast or not, but like to me, a launch window is like three months. Right, a quarter of the year. And I feel like they're going to stretch that to like six. But they haven't said anything about it. The PS5's been out for almost two months now. And there's been no word about Ratchet and Clank. So, who who knows when that game's coming. Um, Like, are they going to announce that and then it comes out a month later? Or are they going to announce that and be like, hey, it's coming out in June. Because I, I almost feel like this is going to end up being like an early summer game. Which to me isn't launch window, but whatever. Uh, and then later this year, Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon Zero Dawn is a fantastic game. And I'm looking forward to Forbidden West. Super cool. Uh, I think Horizon Zero Dawn was kind of underrated. Uh, that's my phone. Fantastic fantastic game great characters great story side content was all really good horizon zero dawn's fantastic um the combat the combat's fine there are times where it's kind of like all right this is a little over the top so we'll see what they what they do with that sequel but i'm looking forward to that that's supposed to come out later this year i could see see here's the thing I'm having a hard time seeing Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok releasing around the same time period. So, I feel like at least one of those games is probably going to get pushed out of 2021, if I had to guess. 
But that's it. So those are the three big PS5 exclusives that are supposed to come out. We'll see how that shakes out. Um, And then on here I have Breath of the Wild 2 and the Nintendo Switch Pro. Obviously these are two things that Nintendo's not really talking about. And they're just sort of floating around out there. I feel... So here's my feeling on it is that the Nintendo Switch Pro is a thing that it'll be coming and it will release alongside Breath of the Wild 2, much like the Nintendo Switch released alongside Breath of the Wild. When that happens, I have no idea. And the way Nintendo's been announcing things, we're probably not going to have any idea until like two months before it happens. So if you're gun to my head asking me, Breath of the Wild 2 and an upgraded version of the Nintendo Switch are coming out this year. But who the hell knows when. And then, sticking with the Switch, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes. Uh, If you follow the leak, like the leak accounts on Twitter or rumors or speculation or whatever, there are a lot of rumors flying around that Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes are coming this year. Uh, that I, I mean, I th- I don't know that they've anyone's explicitly said Diamond and Pearl remakes, but they've said like main series Pokemon game, and it'll be a remake, and Diamond and Pearl is next up for a remake. So Diamond and Pearl remakes are probably coming to the Switch this November. Um, my my guess is we won't hear about that until February. Like Pokemon Day. Though I don't know. I don't think they've always announced everything on Pokemon Day. Because um, Pokemon Sword and Shield were announced. I want to say in March. Because I had an interview. that No, they were announced in February. Alright, so. If the Diamond and Pearl remakes are coming. They're probably getting announced in February. Um, I would guess that. Maybe we hear about some plans for Pokemon this year in sometime this month. I know that's what Central Leaks tweeted out, I think, this morning. But to be determined, there's a lot of Pokemon stuff coming out this year, right? They have they have their mobile um, whatever game, MOBA. They have Pokemon Snap 2. I want to say there's another Pokemon game coming out this year, but I can't remember what it is. And then the Diamond and Pearl remakes, presumably. So I'll be looking forward to that. Love Diamond and Pearl. Uh, It'll be a super, super fun time if they release that this year. Huh? And this one, so this was, I know they said, I think they said 2021 in the trailer. Hogwarts Legacy. Don't know for sure if this will be coming this year or not. It uh, could be. Obviously, we, we're going to have to wait to find out more. I think that game is going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. Looking forward to hear some more. Um, we'll see how it goes. But Hogwarts Legacy, that'll be... If Hogwarts Legacy comes out this year, th- that's going to be like a November release. I'd be willing to bet money on it. Uh, and then in March, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Obviously, I'm looking forward to that. Love Mass Effect. The original trilogy was terrific. Um... I'm curious to see how that looks. Uh, 
I know rumors were that they were working on Mass Effect 1 a lot to bring it up to par with 2 and 3. So we'll see how that goes. I'm just, I'm dying to get back into Mass Effect. And hopefully I'll have my new computer by then. But love it. Love, love, love. Cannot recommend Mass Effect enough. So that comes out in March. Um, Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons expansion. I mean, this is pretty much it for Guild Wars, I think. Uh, I think as a franchise, this could be this could be the end. Which which is sad. I've been playing this these games since 2005. Right? Guild Wars 1 came out in 2005. Guild Wars 2 came out in 2012. Not that I've been actively playing that whole time, but I've been actively involved, paying attention, popping in and out. You know, I've met I've met a lot of friends, a lot of really good people playing those games. Uh it's a bummer. That that game's on a, Guild Wars 2 is on its last legs, let's be honest. I mean, that game is not in a good place right now. And this expansion is really its last chance. If this expansion isn't great, then that the game's pretty much done for. Which is sad. Because I love Guild Wars, and I don't want to stop playing, but I feel like I've been pushed out of it. Uh, I know I've, I've talked about this a bunch. Maybe not on here, but I definitely wrote about it. You know, for, for the hardcore Guild Wars fans, a lot of us just feel pushed out, right? Like, they've pretty much taken every game mode in the game and looked at the hardcore player base in those game modes and said, well, we don't really want you here anyway. And and that sucks, especially when it's a game you've you've invested so much time and energy in over the years. It's unfortunate. Um, I'm thinking about uh, speaking on the MMO front. I'm I'm thinking about diving back into Final Fantasy 14 and really trying to get into it. Uh, I would obviously need some downtime with games to do that and a computer that runs games. But uh, the time that I have spent in Final Fantasy XIV, I really like that game, and I would love to like really invest in it. But I just I don't have the time for it right now. It's too many games to play. But it is on my radar. Uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits. This was obviously first announced in that big PlayStation Five stream they did. Uh, my kind of game looks super cool, super interesting. I want to see more. It's supposed to come out by the end of the year, so something to keep an eye on. And Gotham Knights will... I guess that game's supposed to come out this year. And we'll see how that looks. Obviously, it's different than the Arkham formula, which I'm personally fine with. Like, do something different. You don't... Not every Batman game just has to be the Arkham formula. So, you want to try something new? Go ahead, do it, see how it goes, and... I'll tell you if it's good or not, if I like it. And then I just have here, out of obligation, Halo Infinite. Right, that's that's a big one for Microsoft. They can't screw that one up. So I'm not I'm not interested in playing it. And but I I am interested in seeing how it plays out. And is that game successful? Does it do what it's supposed to do? Does it not look like shit? So important game coming out this year. Which is really the only reason I'm anticipating it. And then I'm anticipating Cyberpunk 2077's updates. 
again, like I said last week, um, this is a this is a big one for CD Projekt Red in a year after everything's been updated and they've sort of finished up their vision for Cyberpunk. I want to play that game again and see what their their vision for that game was, and I wanna I want to be able to look at it when it's complete and be like, all right, well, what do you got here? So I'll be looking forward to that. I'll be paying attention to it. And then I just have Elden Ring news in here. Who knows what's going on with Elden Ring. But at this point, any news would be huge. Right? I mean, can you can you give give people something? Give give me give me a press release, give me some screenshots. Give me a teaser trailer. I don't know. Just give me something for that game. So that's my list for anticipated games. And I guess news for 2021. And we'll see how we'll see how that goes. Just just off this list alone, it could be another packed year. Depending on how many of these games actually release this year and all that sort of stuff. So we'll see how it goes, but busy year we get a long year ahead of us 2021 is here a lot of good games coming and we'll see how it goes but i'm gonna take a break when i come back i'll talk a little bit about some of the vr games i've been playing this week uh i finished replaying breath of the wild and i'm gonna i'll share some of my thoughts on that following my second playthrough and then i got some other random topics to touch on and then we'll call it a day so I'll be back. All right, we're back. We'll wrap this up quick. This will be another short episode, and then we'll we'll call it a day. Um, so I finished. I played through all of Vader Immortal. Uh, not much more to add to Vader Immortal, really. I mean, the story was fine. Uh, I thought the last duel with Darth Vader was kind of disappointing. You know, I'm. It was fine. Uh, I'm actually going to write about Star Wars VR. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, And specifically lightsabers in VR. I don't think they're the best part of Star Wars VR experiences. Uh, For me, you know, experiencing the, the different planets and getting to interact with droids and aliens... And blasters and force powers are all super cool in VR. And and it really pulls the Star Wars thing together. The the lightsabers are fine. They can be really cool. The The only thing with the lightsabers for me is because of the nature of VR, you're kind of on rails. Like you're sort of stuck in place it's not like you're running around you know when you're playing jedi fallen order you're running around you're flipping everywhere you're doing all this stuff with the lightsaber that doesn't really happen in vr right a lot of it is just standing there and things are coming at you that you wave your lightsaber at or you're standing there and deflecting blaster fire which can be cool and it it's fun and it'll obviously be a highlight in any Star Wars VR. But it doesn't... That's not what makes the experience better for me. It's it's all that other stuff 
getting put into that world and interacting with the people and the environments and whatnot. Um, and on that note, I've been playing Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. I don't know how long I'm, I am into it, but it's it's not bad. Um, that That's all Blaster Fire. I have not yet accessed the bonus mission where I... I think the... So there's like a... You do this little side quest, gathering ingredients, and then you, you drink whatever the hell it is, I think. And you see like a vision of the past, which is the High Republic. More on that in a little bit. Um, and Yoda, and it's like a, you're in a Jedi temple and you're playing as a, as a Padawan, I think. So I haven't played that yet, but, um, it, it's not bad. Uh, I just, just found C-3PO. I'm about to go find R2. I don't know. I'll, I'll probably talk about that more next week when I'm, when I've finished it. It's kind of, it's kind of clunky gameplay wise. With just the way everything works, like, you know, I got, like, four different things strapped to me. And, you know, if I want to use any items that are in my my little bag, I have to take it off my chest and then flick through a menu. And it's just kind of clunky. It's cool. It's, I mean, it's not bad. I'm enjoying it. But that's all I really have to say on it so far. I got to finish it. And then I'll probably have more concise clear thoughts i think anyway that's that's been my time with vr i i still i can't really play it for that long like i i just i don't know if it's just the weight of the headset on my head or just everything all together it just my head hurts after like an hour so little chunks at a time it's also tough i'm playing with it in a small room so kind of annoying have like the little blue grid pop up all the time or i hit my closet door or something stupid like that but we're getting there uh I f- so i finished my replay of breath of the wild now a little controversial thought this game was wildly overrated at the time still think it's overrated it is not the best game ever made uh, i think there are a lot of problems with it right stuff like weapon durability uh, the main dungeons in the Divine Beasts suck. They are not good. Um, you know, not that motion controls... I don't know. I remember motion controls being a, a bigger thing. But apparently I misremembered that. There, mo- I only ran into a couple of shrines with motion controls. I know there are more. I just didn't find them when I was playing. Um... What else do we have here? So I found out, so the mount's not accessible, right? You have to go to the little stable, you have to call your mount, and then your mount can only hear you a certain distance. I found out in the DLC, they they added an item so that that's not a thing. But the mount needs to be more accessible. And then the fashion's kind of annoying because you don't really have much customization there. But that's not quite as big of a deal. Um... The voice acting is still wretched. The gameplay ranges from okay to mediocre. It's it's good. I en- I enjoyed it. Maybe not quite as much as I enjoyed Immortals Phoenix Rising, but I did enjoy it significantly more than the first time I played. 
You know, the first time I played, I was rushing through it to get done with it because I was just sick of it. This time, I felt my my playthrough was much better paced, and and I I had a good time with it. I mean, today I got up this morning and I I want to say I I played like ten hours of Breath of the Wild today. I did fucking nothing from the time I woke up. Uh, so I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. I'm going to play the DLC. I found out, I thought the DLC for that game was going to be like 40 bucks. And I found out today it's 20 for both DLC packs. So I said, screw it. I bought it. I'm going to play through the DLC and I'll talk about that next week. Um, but yeah, I, I have a much higher opinion of Breath of the Wild today than I did however many years ago when it came out. Which is, I mean, I kind of expected that because at the time I remember, if I remember correctly, I I came right off of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, went straight into Breath of the Wild, and like 10 hours in, I had had enough. I was like, I don't want to just run around another open world, and I rushed through it. And I took my time with this, tried to explore a little bit just sort of enjoy the world and I liked it much more this time around still overrated but good game very enjoyable all right couple other things I just want to touch on so I have the Buffalo Bills in here (laughs) I I don't know why I have the Buffalo Bills on my notes I guess this is coming off the Patriots game last week look so my thoughts on the Bills um, you know, good for the Bills. First time they win the division in 25 years. They kick the shit out of the Patriots. There's a clear talent gap there. They, they overcame, you know, the monster, whatever. And, and obviously Josh, Josh Allen doesn't suck anymore. He's good. My, my thing with the Bills and that, that team is super fun to watch. They they are just their offense is fun. They're fast. They're explosive. The ball's flying all over the place. Guys are running everywhere on defense. They're fast and aggressive. That's a fun. You know they're busting out trick uh, fake punts. Like that is a fun football team to watch. And yet I have a hard time. It's something about the Bills. I just have a hard time rooting for because that fan base is so insufferable. Like, like I know everybody, everybody, oh, Bill's Mafia, right? It's all cute. Bill's Mafia is nice and cute. Ah, they're just, just insufferable tool bags. Like, your team is fun to watch. Can you just not jump through the tables? And now everyone's making a big deal because I think it's 6,700 fans are going to get to go to the playoff game that they're hosting. It's, it's, Bill's Mafia is going to ruin that team for me. I can already tell you. It's going to suck, but whatever. Says so the Buffalo Bills. Um, going from Buffalo Bills to bamboo pillows. My parents got me these bamboo pillows for Christmas, and they are awesome. These things are dynamite. They are super soft, super fluffy. They're incredible. If you're ever looking for pillows, get bamboo pillows. They're awesome. And then uh, for Star Wars, The High Republic begins this week. The, uh, the very first High Republic book is coming out this week. I know there's a 
there's a bunch of comics and books scheduled to come out in the next few months. And this is the beginning of the High Republic era for Star Wars. And that's super fun because now we're we're about to get a ton of fresh new content in Star Wars. And I'm looking forward to it. I ordered the book. I don't know when it's going to get here. I want to say it comes out the 5th, but Amazon told me the 8th is when I'm getting it. I don't know. We'll see. And then I'll, I'm sure I'll talk about it on the podcast at some point. Uh, that's it. As for what's coming this week, I, I honestly don't even want to look up. Because I'm pretty sure there's absolutely nothing coming out this week. But let's look it up in the interest of fairness. Because we read everything that Wikipedia lists. Uh, Werewolf, The Apocalypse, Heart of the Forest, and Iris Fall. Never heard of either of them. Uh, but that's it for me. Thanks for listening. Always appreciate the company. Another short episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. Keep an eye out for articles this week, and really, that's it. I I can't, I can't get any streaming in until I figure out my computer situation. Hopefully, by the time I record this next week, my computer has been shipped out, and I'll have an idea of how long it's probably going to be gone. But there's no way to know until I call on Monday and see how it goes. So, anyway, that's all for me this week. You can find me at Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, wherever. At Sixture. Keep an eye out for my articles going up at Screen Rant this week. That's all. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate the company. Have a wonderful week. And I'll catch you next week where hopefully we're back to just sort of a regular show. With actual news and stuff. I don't know. Adios.